Hello and welcome once again back to Marketing Anders with Sally and Sam. And now it's part two for our podcast. Anyway, I'll be quiet and I'll let you carry on and listen to our conversation. Enjoy. There's a really good example of this. Barber, they were that Tweedy, we're very sensible, we're kind of very upper middle class aristocracy. That's our marketplace. And then a little while ago, they got adopted by hip hop. That was a surprise to them, I would imagine, when all of a sudden they're going, hang on a minute, we've got a huge marketplace with rappers. <laughs> how has this happened? And who knows how it happened. But that was really interesting for them because they, I would very much suspect that their persona were not cool, trendy black rappers. It's extremely unlikely. But and, maybe, and one would hope that maybe they have got that now. Maybe they have segmented it. I, mean, I somehow feel they haven't. But... Um, Maybe they have now segmented it, but because these strange things happen, and that's why you need to keep asking your customers, because you know, all of a sudden you might have a marketplace that you haven't even recognised, and you're not sourcing it properly. Mm. Yeah, exactly, and 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 I think that's it, it's what it's what's really intriguing about. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess the more you think about it, the more it sort of digs down into your brand, doesn't it? Really, about you know the, what what you're trying trying to do, and and the fact that. Is it inconsistent to appeal to two incredibly diverse audience segments? I mean, it's like the um, with this training did recently, looking at the Lego example of of saying, well, you know, we're appealing to Duplo building blocks for little children. We're also appealing to adults building sports cars and Eiffel Towers and things like this. And 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 we're also doing an education thing. We're also doing a big charitable thing as well. I mean, is any of this inconsistent, or what's the golden thread? That goes throughout, you know, and if we do have that golden thread there, and that's okay, and we have the resources and the ability to focus on different segments, great. But but again, it sort of comes back to that sort of yeah, do we have a, a central core to what we're doing this, or do you have to almost like divest parts of the business, yeah. not by a regulator like with BT coming in saying you can't you can't own all the hardware and <laughs> the uh, of of the of the uh, the software effectively of the cores, you have to split <laughs> yes. up, but more of a is this? Um, I, I guess you know, I mean, publishers. Publishers can publish completely different. Um, your, your background, completely different books and different authors, yep. and that's okay because they are the publisher. Yeah, that's a really good example, actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because they have lots of different brands, and it's just possible you you might find that you need to have two separate brands. You might need to rebrand something because there's this little group of people who are. Then that Torres rebranding is really, really hard because the hip hops might really like the fact that it's a barber and that they want to get inside this kind of this kind of upper middle class white thing. And actually, so rebranding it for, you know, calling it um, rap barbers would go really badly because they're going, nope, that's not what we want. We yeah. want to get inside your posh barbers. Thank you very much. Exactly, because you're you're appealing. Obviously, it appeals to them what what it is already, yeah. isn't it? And then, I mean, I, I think it's interesting to then see. Well, um, you know, I mean, I, I suppose it just speaks really to the whole thing of this this revolving around and under constantly understanding. You know, sort of knowing, you know, where your brand is evolving into and where your customers are going. You know, where they are. I mean, obviously, you can see: are we getting more customers? Are we retaining the same customers? Are they referring to others? Or is our is our appeal sort of shifting? Because that's the other thing. I mean, the fact that um, I was trying to make people aware the other week about you know all the external influences which are playing upon uh, our, our brand. Because it's quite often you might think about your persona and your your company, your business, you're offering in isolation almost. Sort of like just just me and my customers. That's it. It's like well, no, it's me, my customers, 
and all these external factors which are acting for my customers, like COVID, like um, you know, heating crisis, the cost of living crisis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. All, all, all this stuff, and you think so. Bearing, and that's why you've got to keep going back and thinking about it, isn't it? So both in terms of pricing, positioning, and how you're yep. communicating that, um, you, you've got you've got to keep that in mind. Because I mean, even though you could say, well, I don't know, if you take some. I suppose some brands, which and it's an interesting question, isn't it? Some brands which potentially they're not untouchable, but they have that longevity and also they have that very clear message, like Rolls Royce. So utter luxury, utter bespoke luxury in motoring, I suppose, is pretty much what you get, isn't it? You know, you if you got if money's no object, you get, you know, you know, it's not going to be the best performing car in the world. It's just it's the badge, it's the brand, and the fact that you yeah. can customize it handmade, hand-built, handcrafted the lot you know and probably no one's ever going to see you in this car it's just for your own you know yes. perhaps you're just going to drive it around your your uh, estate state and uh and that's what it's for you know but that's i don't know i mean well that's a whole other thing the luxury brands market is another question i suppose but i don't know i think it's interesting isn't it i mean even they you know they have to have that you know who, who has the money now you know originally they would have been selling this to you know landed um country Gents and dukes and earls. Exactly. And now it's pop stars. Now it's pop stars. Exactly. You know, and what is it that the pop stars want? They want that luster of the, um, you know, Spirit of Ecstasy and, and, and the, the Rolls Royce badge, don't they? But it's a different, a different proposition again. But they're almost, I don't know, it's almost, I think it's a whole other episode about, about almost brands which sort of exist in this, I don't know how to, what to describe it as really, but they, they are, they're, they're just, they're not just household names. They are, that they no, have the, the utter iconic yes. images of something of luxury or value or that is that's really interesting actually yeah and interesting with rolls royce because it's one thing that 99.9999999999 percent of the population will never own they yep. will never even they might have a they might have a a, a car um you know what do you call it a key ring um or, or a model car yeah, but they're it. never going to own a rolls royce no or even getting one or even probably get even close to one yeah, exactly. Ever, ever get a ride in one, you know, but no. the idea of Rolls-Royce, oh, well, you know, I mean, we're not talking aero engines here, which of course is the other part of that, but but talking about the car, luxury cars, it's just, that's, it's just, you just say Rolls-Royce immediately, like a silver yeah. phantom car purring along a gravel driveway just comes into my head. And I'm yeah. never been, I'm never been interested in buying one. Even if I had the money, I wouldn't buy one, but um, still it's like, oof. Oh, sort of take, intake of breath, isn't it? But I know I'm going far off into sort of brand and exclusive brands now. But, but it is. The, but you're right. But it's as much to do with the persona because it's one of those questions you have to ask of your customers. Or one of the insights about your personas might be: uh, How does this product make you feel? Does it make you feel happy? Does it make you feel? I mean, some you know. Sometimes my computer makes me feel constantly conflicted because I don't really know what bits of it do, but it still makes me feel happy. So, and why is that? Why, what, what are you getting into that? So personas of, also you might want to ask them, is it what you thought it was? So we, you know, when you said I've got to buy this, have you, have you got what you thought you were going to get? That's a really interesting thing to do to your personas. Yes. Because it might not that they're not cross there, but they thought it's not nothing like what I wanted, but it's absolutely perfect. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as you said, I think that's a really interesting because again, that applying that time, isn't it? So it's, yeah. it's the, 
before the purchase, after the purchase. I mean, in an ideal world, you'd get to all the people who ever had this need and didn't buy your product, all the people who ever had this need and considered your product but didn't go any further, all the people who had this need, considered your product, went a bit further, almost yep. bought but didn't, and all you know, all the different varieties of that, isn't it? To to, to ultimate Uber, you know. I mean, obviously, it's easiest to get to the the loyal customer who's got a fantastic lifetime value. But all the people who considered it but didn't do it—that's where the real juicy insights about perceived barriers and you know uh, everything else they're considering their their decision making processes come into play. But getting to them, and that's the sort of holy grail, isn't it? Really, I think of of marketing insights. And, and above and beyond that, it depends on your size of business and the kind of product you're selling, obviously. And this probably isn't for professionals, but those people that sent products back, because often you know, one of the big selling points is, oh, send, have it for 30 days, send it back if you don't like it. And I think if that is one of the things that you offer, it's so unbelievably important to follow that up in acute detail. Why didn't you like it? Not just, oh, it didn't work or the off button doesn't work or whatever it is, but because some people just send it back because they no questions asked. Well, I'm afraid you really, really, really ought to ask a lot of questions, mm. not just to get about the operational attitude, but maybe it just wasn't light enough or people hadn't, I, I was expecting to carry this laptop around and loads of people to come up to me and say, wow, that's a cool laptop, and nobody did that, so now I'm a bit embarrassed. I mean, it's quite, it would be a really good bit of customer research to do if people sent things back. Oh, definitely. I, I think that's fascinating. I, I think, actually, as you were describing that as well, it made me think of all the times I've heard on those adverts. And it's usually a certain type of advert, isn't it? We say, yeah. you know, if you don't want this, your money back guaranteed in 30 days, you know, yeah. you say no questions asked. You say, well, you absolutely should ask questions, as you say, absolutely. <laughs> But also, what motivates a company to do that in the first place? Because what what would make you think? Because immediately you're you're kind of un, kind of assuming they're not going to like it exactly. <laughs> but it's almost like it's almost like a double bluff, I think, in a way, isn't it? Sort of like it's usually like vacuum cleaners or things like that, isn't it? Say so this is the most amazing thing, but they're almost having to throw that in at the end there because this is probably a brand you haven't heard of. It's not a Hoover, it's not a Dyson, it's not whatever else at this moment in its product life cycle. What maybe it's an insight they found out that people don't trust them yet, even though we can say it's marvelous and incredible and it gets up 50% more dust than anything else. But you've never heard of a Uzi Woozy or whatever it's yeah, called, yeah, Uzi yeah. Woozy Hoover, interesting name. Um, and and um, I'll just write that down, make it a brand. Yes, Uzi Woozy is a great, great brand. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's a dust cloud or something being sucked up. Um, but uh, you, you know, you never heard of it, therefore, saying you need that little the perceived barrier of, well, I don't know the brand, therefore, it might be rubbish and I've wasted a hundred quid, and that's really not yeah. good, even though it's a good price. I'd like to have that sense of security of getting my money back. Um, and once I've got it, I might go, wow, this is actually incredible. It, it does everything you told me it would do and more. Um, so, of course, I'm never going to exercise that. I think it would also be interesting to see how many people uptake the whole returning goods, as you say, after a certain amount of time in the UK as opposed to some other markets. I think in British people in particular, being totally stereotypical, probably go, oh, well, it's not. It's not all it's cracked up to be, but I can't send it back. I mean, I, <laughs> yes. you know, I mean, it, it doesn't do what they told me, but, you know, it's all right. It'll do. Well, there are some things that I simply can't imagine how they've got. What kind of persona does this? And this is the biggest one is people that say mattresses. Keep this mattress for 100 days. And if you don't like it, send it back. <laughs> well, to be honest, how unbelievably tricky and a faff is that so you've got you've already got rid of your old mattress so 
you've got to send this mattress back after 100 days, but you've got to make sure you've bought a new one, otherwise you'll have nothing to sleep on because that this mattress will have vanished. And then you've, you've struggled to get it up the stairs in the first place. That was a nightmare and it's torn your wallpaper. Yep. And, now you're sitting now, and now you're thinking, well, it's not quite comfortable because well, let's send it back. No, let's not. Yeah, we've got nowhere to sleep tonight. I mean, <laughs> yeah. well, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Because uh, that would be an interesting little um, sort of case study to, to build out. And you say, perhaps well, then as the marketers, do you then say, or, or you know, the, the, that company, you say, well, yeah, we, I mean, you, know, you wouldn't, surely you have 100 days you say you're not going to go oh yeah do you know what unless it's absolutely killing my back or something and it's really uncomfortable and you go no 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 you've you've given me this best sleep guaranteed or whatever then i need to get it replaced if as a, an ancillary to that you say well we won't just replace it we will give you a, a credit note back and actually um, organize for you help facilitate the buying of a, of a similar spec with a competitor yeah i mean that'd be really something would it and then we'll get that'd it delivered awesome. to your door the day we pick up so don't worry that we'll come along we, you don't need to do anything to two people will come in the house yeah. pick it up replace it and you'll have a new mattress in da, da, da. but even the sort of unless something's really bad i suppose you're likely to go oh it's, it's really nice thing to do that gosh they, they must have immense faith in their product mustn't they that it's really really good so it has to be really good doesn't it so you've got it's just those little questions that you're you know it's sort of slightly manipulative sort of questions yeah. which you raise in someone's mind you think Oh, they didn't need to chuck that in, but they did it anyway, just to make me go, God, oh, well, it has to be good. It has to be good, doesn't it? You know, and, and it's, I, I, I think that's really fascinating to see. It'd be what... really interesting to actually do some really interesting persona stuff on those people that actually did do that, that actually did bother and faff and sleep on the floor for 20 days because the new one wasn't, didn't <laughs> arrive in time. Um, what is that persona? Because that's probably a persona you need to market to. Or you need to change your product because personas are as much about changing your product because it's just possible that your because your personas are constantly shifting, not radically, but gradually. If your persona shifts, your product has to shift with them. So you've absolutely got to make sure that your research and development people are on top of these personas as well. They've got to run all the way through your company. They've got to align, like all your other business. They've got to align all the way up and down. Uh, absolutely, and 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 it, and the critical thing we say about updating them with this, with qualitative insights, insights is the quantitative yeah. insights, isn't it? You say it's actually just having that data, and and and, yeah. and the, you know, particularly if you're, um, I don't know, saying to a large customer order, the customer base, and you're you can see your segments quite nicely, neat up, neatly stacked up against their personas, and then you go, okay, well. Yeah, we can see there's a trend, there's a growing trend over time, resistance to the pricing or, or, or I don't know, or there's just more and more people buying these things. Great. Is it the same people? Is it not? And yeah. what's that data informing? And I suppose a lot of people start with a, well, how do I, I can't, I can't get all of this from day one of opening a business, opening a cake shop. I don't necessarily know. I can map out and guess who my segments and personas are um, or get someone to do it for me. And then come in quite quickly again afterwards when I start to get some data, I start to get some people to talk to. And then, um, you know, you, you have to start somewhere, don't you, as well? Because I think a lot of people are a bit resistant to, well, I, it's all very well you saying all this stuff about, you know, this and that. And then we get all this information on people. It's like, well, I don't have any customers. But but of course, you start with a hypothesis and then build on, as yeah. we say. It's it's that um, evolution, isn't it? It's uh, evolving it um, as you go, which is so important. But, oh, Gosh, well, look, so... I think we could we could talk about um, 
customers i mean this this is this spreads all over the place personas because then they turn to customers and they turn to repeat customers and then they turn to complainers or referrers or so it grows massively but um so i think we've kind of we must stop until we get into the whole entire cycle because all we started talking about was personas yes and, and getting insights <laughs> about your personas but it means that i think that um do not hide your personas in a cupboard because and I bet uh, I, I would I don't want to um, be rude about any of our listeners, but I bet like me, you've hidden personas in a cupboard. Mm, exactly. I, 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 and even I, I think, you know, we've talked in the past about making links with your finance team and, and, and having good relationships with them. But perhaps as well, the persona with the finance team just say, by the way, I'm just I'm doing this now as for you to sort of play devil's advocate or whatever, or, or to, be, to be my conscience rather. Yep. Um, it's taken me and my team um, five days of our time to derive these personas. Um, that's cost X number of thousands of pounds. Uh, can you remind me when we come back to reviewing the accounts next year and I'm doing the budget, this cost me that much money um, because I will, that will make drive me to actually make sure that I'm using these things and making it happen rather than, um, locking them away because uh, yeah, you need, need to conscience. get return on them you've got to get return on that effort exactly exactly and I, and I think and, I, and, it, and it's all I mean gosh this goes to budgeting and everything doesn't it again but about you know so what are you budget how much time are you budgeting for your persona work each year and for your, whatever you want to call it you know your customer engagement etc you know how much on a regular basis how much on a quarterly and you know biannually annual basis what are you doing um, and then justifying that to yourself and your boss and your team and sharing with everybody and saying, well, yep. this is why we do this. Um, and this could end up saving us thousands, millions of pounds because yep. we're, we're doing this, but also it keeps us on top of, you know, of the, who, why, who we're saying to, why we're doing this and everything else. Yep. But it's, yeah, so important to, to get yeah, So that. put your personas at the central, at the centre of your marketing strategy, not yeah. floating about at the edges and you occasionally see them. Yeah, exactly. Because again, ultimately, everyone says about oh, being customer focused and customer centric. It's like that. This is so. This is the literal interpretation of having that at the centre yep. of your of your piece here. And this this little revolving loop at the centre, isn't it? And 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 getting those those updates and and getting back to them. Um, yeah, and testing them, just testing them all the time and understanding them. Yep. Oh, just oh. brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> this was you. We weren't quite sure what we were going to talk about this morning and we went, came and went, oh, how about personas? And then we both suddenly got going, eh? We did, we did. I think it's, I think it's well, I, I think it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, no, I've enjoyed it too. <laughs> we hope hope others have found it found it useful as well. And uh, I, yeah, I, I think it's, um, again, it, it, it's such fertile ground and it just doesn't, you know, we, we have spoken about them before, but I think this time we've added an extra layer of insight, hopefully, and um, about insights. And it and it's something if, you know, people want to contact us and talk about it, um, yeah then please do, you know, meanderspod at gmail or, or find the podcast and, um, yeah, comment on it uh, on, online on, on Facebook and Twitter and whatnot and yep, LinkedIn. Post this on LinkedIn, won't we? Come back and talk about it. Um, yeah, what do you do? Do you do you do this? Do you have personas locked in the drawer or are you really good and actually have them? Yeah. Posted them? on the wall. Yeah. and or, or are you looking there, sitting there now, looking at them on the wall and going, you know what? They were done three years ago, and I've never been that convinced. Um, I don't know. Is that is that is is Jim from Hartlepool really? Is he, is he right, or is he is he is he just as you say? Does he exist in this mythical fantasy yeah. world, which is where we'd lo- what we'd like our customers to look like, and and what we like yeah. to do, but they don't. 
Um, Absolutely. So get them out, dust them off and have a good look at them. Yes, and work through them. Absolutely, 100%. Get someone to help you with that and search wise as well. So yeah. brilliant. Okay. Brilliant. And we got it. Love to see you. As ever, you can find us, our podcasts all over the place. So wherever you search for your podcasts, look for Marketing Meanders and you will find all of our podcasts, which have been, and we've now done nearly two and a half years worth, I think. Yeah, I, th- I think we're, we're, we're almost at 100, aren't we? I think. Yes, I think we are. Yeah. I'm right in saying. So we, yep. we have said we will do like a 100th episode. Perhaps we should get back a load of people we've spoken to over the time and do a kind of a mega mix, uh, yeah. kind of 100th anniversary thing. Uh, yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, we'll think about that some more. Yes. <laughs> See what we can do. We'll let you all know. <laughs> we will, we will. Thanks very much, everyone. Take care. Yep. Take care. Bye.